0: Hey Nate, do you know how I make sure that I see all the art shows I need to see?
1: It's Seesaw. It's a free app in the Apple Store. You can log in and click off all the gallery
0: shows that you want to see in New York
1: or Los Angeles or London. It covers all the major art cities.
0: This is true. You go right in. It'll it'll give you a whole list of all the galleries. Like and there are all the galleries you would want to see anyway. Tell you what the show is, when the show is closing, and you can then click on it, make yourself a custom map, so you can walk around, and uh, and not miss any shows. Seesaw, it's free. It's in the App Store. Benjamin, Nate
1: Freeman, what is going on? I am in an uptown mood. I just saw the Katie Nolan show at Kelly How was it? For Eastside, it was fantastic. It did, is, you, did you take any pictures? I did. I have not posted them on social media for fear of Katie hunting me down and killing me.
0: But the show is awesome. Uh it looks pretty good from the images I did I see. Someone very indiscreetly posted one single picture. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's some of the barricade work, which is uh mm-hmm. we've seen there, there
1: there's barricades. Uh-huh. There are some some fences and there are some screen prints uh actually from the 90s, but but the most of it is new work, which is quite remarkable because
0: She doesn't make new work. She doesn't make new
1: work. (laughs) Um, And it's truly a coup for Daniel Buchholz.
0: Is it a solo uh, type of thing? Yes,
1: yes. So what it is is she released a book uh, with her frequent collaborator, uh, Rhea Anastas, who is uh, a co-founder of Orchard, that great gallery on the literary side, as well as an art historian and professor. And to accompany the book's release, they wanted to have a show of... um, of some, some works, and Katie wanted to make new work for the occasion. So they approached Daniel Buchholz, and he said absolutely, and just gave her the keys to the space,
0: and she just sort of installed everything there. She made the the work in the gallery. Uh, sounds pretty amazing. Do we, know, do we know, is it for sale? I did not get a preview PDF in my inbox. The gallery
1: says nothing is for sale.
0: Uh, NFS. So a coup, but...
1: Mm. Is it really? I mean, I, I think that once people get wind of this, everyone's going to be talking about it. Yeah, I guess Booklets does make money And all the money from the book sales Goes directly to Katie too um, But, come on I mean, every dealer in the world wants to host A I mean, new Katie Nolan show It's
0: very cool, you know, I like to take the contrarian position uh, Though, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Katie Nolan As I said, I've, I've stopped in cities For one night only to see work by mm-hmm. her but I'm not sure if it is. I mean, I guess it's a coup. I mean, it's a great brand building exercise. I'm not yes. sure if the New York space is anything more for, for bull colts than a brand building exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder. I mean, I guess we see, we now know how the, how it came about, but it's, it's, it's an interesting story. I wonder if he'll get any pieces for a fair. I think not. Mm. Well, we'll see. Um, Perhaps though was was it busy? Were you the only were you the only cat up in there? I was the only one there. I was there at ten a.m. on the daunt, though because I had to write write about it and I immediately. Also, and you're just getting here at about well, it was probably three fifty or so because well, you, you you saw the show and saw then you the show. That, stopped at the Mark Hotel directly to do your to do your writing. I did. I went to the Mark, which is just
1: hopping right
0: now, and I just sat at the table in the lobby. Mean, with Russian hookers, like it usually is, or a different kind of crowd.
1: Um. There were, seemed to be some people in town from New Jersey. Uh from the <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Six one half dozen of the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I wasn't really paying attention though. The guy at the bar gave Same me free clothing. coffee. Oh.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 what free coffee was he hitting on you? <laughs> Uh quite possibly. I, I am looking quite dapper today. You do you look great. You look great. Uh you had a bit of a weekend. You uh you, you yeah. celebrated, I think we discussed this briefly on Friday, the first of the Freeman brothers. Mm-hmm. Baby to bro broke up down yeah, the weird. aisle. It was Uh, sick. Where was it? Greenwich? Something like that. Greenwich. Yeah. Uh, we keep it at waspy. Uh huh.
1: Super waspy. Greenwich. My mother's ancestral homeland was taken over by the Freemans. We, uh, got loaded and watched, um, the Brooklyn Nets lose, which was awesome. Fuck the Nets. Um, and then yeah, we celebrated uh, uh, the wedding on, on Sunday, and it was a grand, grand.
0: On Sunday, was it a church wedding?
1: Uh, no, it was it was on the wa- by the water
0: in Greenwich. Catering mm-hmm. was a little cheaper on Sunday than Saturday, mm-hmm.
1: exactly. But the food was great. Danced my ass off.
0: You know, woke up. Did you want to drop the name of the, the elite country club that it was at? I presume it at some sort of yacht club <laughs> or country club, being as on the water in Greenwich. <laughs> oh, oh, you're not going to go there. All no. right. Well, I mean, when it, it doesn't reflect on you. I presume the bride's family paid for it. Okay. Me, Christ, I hope so.
1: Uh, yeah, so too. Jesus <laughs> Christ. We're not going to be much left in the, much left in the
0: inheritance. Um, uh, did, did you dance? I danced a lot. Did you guys do like a brother's dance? Any particular songs? Any big hits from growing up?
1: I don't know about uh, a brother's song. We, there was dancing and my brother's were around.
0: But, I saw you know. a picture of it. It looked like all Freemans kind of jumping. Maybe the only people either left on the dance floor or just mm-hmm. getting the party started.
1: Uh yeah, there were times when we were <laughs> the only people left on the dance floor. Um, did you uh have occasion to give any sort of speeches? I did. I, I I gave a toast to Baby Bro. Uh it was very well received. Um I wrote it minutes before <laughs> basically. You are a professional. Yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, so it went over really well. Um, which was fun. I you know. I think, you know, you have to have the right number of drinks. If you're giving a speech, you don't want to give you, don't wanna, you can't be loaded, obviously, but you can't go in sober, so
0: It's more an art than a a science, but yeah, for sure, for Mm -hmm. sure. You want to have enough enough lubrication to get the words out silkily, but not so much that they... uh that you're not quite sure what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did not go to any weddings But this you weekend. did
1: have a big celebration that I missed. I because know, because it was Christmas a rehearsal
0: wedding. dinner. That's okay. That's a, you know, it was your birthday. Birthdays what happen did you do year. for your birthday? It was, my, it was my 36th birthday, and uh, as one is wont to do, I went out for a little Korean barbecue. Fuck and yes. uh, had a number of uh, friends, almost entirely from the art world, which makes me want to sort of question my choices in life, perhaps. Huh. Uh, but a great restaurant, Yoon uh, Hyundai Galbi, uh, which is probably That's... my second favorite uh, Korean and barbecue in New York Cote is probably first but that's a whole yeah. thing mm-hmm. uh, but we had a lot of good uh, art world peoples I don't know maybe 10 12 of us there um, and uh, and yeah it was a good time Sounds ate a perfect. lot got pretty smashed definitely w- definitely went out and danced in a friend's apartment shout out Mercer Street until uh the <laughs> er- name who until it is. the early hours and uh which was good fun <laughs> And I uh, made Sunday morning, which was Father's Day, a little, uh, uh, not challenging, but, you know, not everything I wanted it to be.
1: I spoke to you on Father's Day. Yeah,
0: what I wanted it to be was me just sleeping. <laughs> that was not to be. <laughs> because I had had the brilliant idea of inviting my father-in-law to... Uh, over and his girlfriend and my mother-in-law even though they're divorced and hosting at my house but we woke up and uh the main uh, through wall air conditioner in my living space was not working oh damn. and uh we we had some over my, my wife Annie had some over to fix it that was impossible so from my bed while still horizontal i, I ordered what i thought was the right model based on the the old model I'm because it kind of it has to go like through a sleeve in the wall and uh from the from the old P.C. Richard and Son, then ran down to my garage, jumped in the car. Not sure if I was quite legal to drive at this <laughs> hour, but, you know, it happened. <laughs> Joking, of course. Uh, I hustled over to the west side. They, they popped out to the curbside, put it in the trunk, zipped home uh, my amazing Porter Andre grabbed it from the back, put on a dollar brand in and uh, I get a call as I'm returning the the, 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 car to the, uh, to the garage. Still not feeling, by the way, not feeling my best yet. I really <laughs> not, just not feeling not my best. Sober. Not quite. Well, not so much that I just, you know, I was hurting yeah. and I get the call that it, it's just not going to fit. It's a no go. No way. So AC goes back down into the car car. Wow. goes back to the West side, swap wow. it out. I'm sweating. It was really hot out. It was, it was not fun. Um, and then, uh, yeah, my, my in-laws were scheduled to arrive at 4 o'clock. We rolled back with the new air conditioner at 3.30, and there they are waiting. And, uh, you know, he, uh, my father-in-law is a, is a tremendously intelligent man. He can only be, be described as some sort of weird amalgamation of kind of uh, Woody Allen and any other kind of Upper West Side Menchie Jewish yeah. man. Uh, you know, big white beard, you know, full of questions and concerns. Um, so that was um that was an event. It was an event. That
1: that is family family life. I not highly chill recommend Father's Day.
0: It, there was nothing chill about it. There was nothing chill about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, fatherhood is a blessing. It is. It is. It is uh, a blessing. Possibly. Um, what else is going on? I guess. I mean, I didn't eat out so much other than that. I'm, I'm going to InaShine tonight. You are so going the to InaShine first
1: Inno time Sheen? since November? I think InaShine's been popping every time I walk by. It's just like packed to the gills. I had to do a, a a fucking resi notify to get this res. Like I had to, you know, hop on the on the the notify. Like that's how how that's
0: how you is. get any reservation in New York. Yeah, is the but notify. Indochine,
1: you know, you should be able to walk into Indochine.
0: Yeah, but it's not. I mean, listen, Indochine's fine. It's beautiful. The history is incredible. The food's mm-hmm. garbage. Oh, but, um, but it's like, supposed garbage. to be. It's great. I, mean, I understand that, but you know, the notion of like putting it a, a Notify, It's the kind of place you should just decide. Yes, yeah, at, exactly. at six o'clock that night, hey, let's just pop into Indochine. Listen, I I won't say no to a lychee martini ever. I won't say no to three of them. Um, I mean, it's a lot of sugar, bro. Yeah. I'm, I Actually, I
1: don't like the the, the Indochine lychee martini. I just go straight oh, martini. I love It's too that. much. It's too sweet. I mean, It goes I, down
0: so smooth. Man,
1: I've been to some fun parties. What's the best dinner you've ever had at Indochine? Just like off the top. Oh, off the
0: they all run together. I just remember once I was sitting next to Will Cotton and we had just the best time. I don't oh, that know. sounds great. No idea what it was for. At all. <laughs> at all. But you know, there was a- that's branding for you.
1: I can't, it wasn't, maybe it was the Mugravis or someone used to show, throw like an annual dinner there that ended up being more like a party. And there was, I wish I could remember who it was. There was a bottle of Stoli on every small table, you know, mm-hmm. and people were just like taking it to the face and everyone was smoking cigarettes inside and it was
0: just nuts. Well, I mean, you can always smoke cigarettes at Indochine, right?
1: I mean, I've smoked a lot of
0: cigarettes at Indosheen. like like a lot of cigarettes. It's still 1988 in there, bro. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, no, who, who, who are you supper with?
1: Uh, just a, you know, a fair group. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna say on the pod. All okay. right, all right. I'm I'm
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm having dinner at American Bar with the with the Nota Bene's medical advisor.
1: I, yeah. he knows who he is. Shout
0: out to shout out to I the actually, good
1: doctor. I have some questions for the doctor.
0: Okay, text him to me. Well, maybe <laughs> don't put him down and write. It. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, into the world called art. Other than Katie Nolan, which is probably the most exciting thing. Um, which I haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. I also have yet to see f- the new Phillips, which actually looks people pretty love it. Good. People love it. It looks pretty good. You know, I love to shit on Phillips, and it's just, mm-hmm. they make it so so easy. I mean, the sales looks terrible. But oh, I'll, God, I'll, it's garbage. I'm gonna yeah. go tomorrow. You know, yeah. check, check out <laughs> what everyone wants is a Winston Churchill painting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's just so fucking bleak, but it's in the basement, right? Like, 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 like
0: yeah. It looks Maclo like I was in the I, basement. I, I was always wondering about where there would be enough scale to have an actual large, you know, exhibition space and auction room. But it's much like their space in, or somewhat so much of their space in in Berkeley Square in London, and mm-hmm. that a, a large percentage of the actual exhibition space there is underneath ground level. That's right.
1: That's right. And you don't really notice, I guess. Like, and being on Barclay Square is just like a fucking privilege.
0: Yeah. And being at, you know, being next to, you know, one of the billionaire towers, that, mm-hmm. I guess it's leaky, that tower. Um, I don't know. I've always liked the like the apartments I've seen in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and more, art, But other than that, in the arts news, I mean, the one thing that really caught everyone's eye, I, think I got from our, our, you know, our five or six fans that reach out to me over the different social channels, uh, all of them wanted us to discuss this New York Times article on uh, money laundering Mm -hmm. uh, in the art market and the potential for more regulation to that, uh, which is already happening uh, increasingly in Europe and even here in the antiquities market. Um, I feel like
1: the Times writes that story like every two years.
0: 100%. I've read this story six times. I I did read all the way to the bottom. And the fact of the matter is there there appears to never be any there there. And that they can't come up with really any actual examples of high-end contemporary art or any contemporary art really being used to facilitate illicit movements of money. Uh I'm not saying that it it couldn't happen. I don't think it happens regularly because here's the thing. Art is super illiquid. Yeah, even the best art is super illiquid, and if, if it's something that's really great, everyone kind of knows who has it or who the likely characters are to have it. Mm-hmm. And it's someone outside. No, obviously, you know, it, it's a market that is predicated upon a lot of opacity. I mean, you don't always know who your counterparty is when you're buying or selling something, and that's what kind of one of the things that moves things along, um, because people like to feel as though they are being discreet. Um, you know, one of the few examples that they actually had of, of someone trading illicitly gained cash for art was like some some like low level ganja dealer in like the suburbs of Philadelphia buying some shitty dolly exactly. prints. That was the lead. Yeah, that was the lead, and that was the actually the only example. I mean, they also try and bring in J Lo, but it doesn't ever seem. I mean. Well, yes he used art But he used every asset of, Every asset Jolo. of his was, Yeah 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 Every asset of not his Not the singer Jalen. Not the singer yeah Excuse me <laughs> yeah. All too, Excuse me Jenny from the block I, I do have he,
1: a, uh, some physical resemblance, though uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm joking <laughs> um,
0: really bad. Anyway yes It was a big big boy um, Anyway so he's, everything he had Was illicitly gained He never really tr- was able To try and sell it for To hide the money Everyone knew, knew The artwork was his And then it tracked back to him mm-hmm. So much of that's really laundering but anyway, so it seems like it is a solution searching for a problem, but the solution would be in fairly negative in the art market to a degree. We would have what, what's known as KYC or Know Your Customer Laws, where mm-hmm. if, uh, if, Nate, you're another advisor or, or collector and I'm Bye. buying a painting from you uh, or selling you a painting um, and uh, you say to wire the, the money to um, uh, uh, Friedman Limited uh, mm-hmm. Canary Islands account, I would have to get from you some sort of paperwork uh, as well as a copy of your photo ID showing that you were the beneficial owner of that entity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: I I am not feeling that. It's just not going to happen.
0: Though. No one wants to hear about yeah, this. No, really. no, no, no one wants to hear. No one cares. It's America.
1: Sure. Like like let's
0: like Well, let here's here's the thing. This is this is the law of the land in Europe for any transaction right. over 10,000 euros and if you're doing business cross border. I mean even me. Uh uh, even I, as someone that has to look into things, Nate, you're gesticulating wildly. What's going on? But well, I think our, we have a, our guest. We have a guest. <laughs> have a guest. <laughs> so have All right. Introduce. Well, we should wrap it up because our guest this stay week tuned. is really Kellen great. Stay Ramo. tuned, Kellen Ramo, uh, executive director of Artadia, uh, as well as a uh, proprietor of a new gallery. We're talking up up upstate art. <laughs> art. Sorry, up town, up town. I'm reassessing. She is here now. So right after this, stay tuned. Stay tuned. And we are back with Carolyn oh Ramo. What's up? How are you?
2: Hi, I'm great. Welcome I'm to the
0: Pod Lab. You yeah, the Pod Lab. I'm sorry. Again, it's even though know, it's cooled out off outside, it's so lab. schwitzy in this office. I'm just
2: so happy. It, yesterday was so hot and disgusting. So this feels wonderful. I today. did
0: not leave my apartment, so wow, I would not smart. know. I was
1: sweating my way through dinner at Finelli's. Ugh, that sounds gross.
0: <laughs> it was like it was <laughs> like ninety percent humidity. I just I love Finelli's. Who doesn't oh, look like friends? Oh, you, get, you get the youth bang. God bless it. God yeah. bless it. Um, I think
2: because I live mostly in the country these days that I can just get away with no air conditioning, but then I forgot about these days. of 90, yeah. 90 yeah. degree exactly. humidity. Oh, so yeah. not pretty.
0: Not yeah, pretty. in an air, Or an evaporative cooler. Um, <laughs> exactly. So did you just come down today from w- the Woodstock area?
2: I did, yes. Wonderful. I have been lucky to, um, very lucky to have been up there for a majority of the past year and a half and weekends prior for the seven years um, before that uh, and have been, yeah, mostly spending my time up there this summer and will be back and forth a bit more and then definitely more so post Labor Day.
0: I mean, yeah, it seems like you're up there a lot because you said you're going back Tonight or tomorrow for your tennis match?
2: Tomorrow for my tennis Fun. match. Singles yes. or doubles? Tomorrow is singles. Mm-hmm. I was maybe going to drop out, but then I played a doubles match last week where I just got creamed. Really? Are you the one who's like in charge bagel. of
1: the, the, the upstate tennis listserv?
2: No. That's K- Casey K- Kel- Kel- Kelbaugh. Oh, yeah. Yes. Casey's
0: doing that. Yeah. I mean, you should know that. He's your boy. I, know Casey, <laughs> but no,
1: I thought Casey told me that someone else was doing it, but I guess he's doing it because he wanted to know if I would get involved because I was also... Are you a tennis player? Do you play tennis? I play. Oh yeah,
2: how how long have I known
0: you, and how many times have we played? We've never played, (laughs) but
1: I I like playing. I just I rarely do. What's your level? Like, are you
2: a four, a three, yeah, five? Yeah, three. Uh, three-ish.
1: three-ish. Three and yeah. change.
2: Yeah. What, okay. what would
0: you call my... So, in fair, full disclosure, uh, I have played tennis in Central Park with Caroline, and I, I think it wouldn't be too strong to say she she embarrassed me a little bit. No, you definitely wow. got
2: some games. You, yeah, you I, actually, I, I won
0: some games, but I just I, could, I couldn't get to put a serve together to save my life, really. You know, serve
2: is a lot of the game, is what who, I'm realizing. Who in the
0: art world is really good at tennis?
2: Gosh, I don't know. Are there really huh. good art world people?
1: My friend Honor Titus is an artist. He makes art about tennis and also plays tennis quite well. Um, but I heard
2: Rashid is really good.
1: Oh, Rashid plays a lot. Rashid
0: is yeah. pretty damn but good. You he, know can, that. He, can yeah. hit, he can hit. hard. <laughs> yeah. um, but you, I was, I was uh, duly impressed with your skill set. You really worked me around the court. But it was, it was competitive. But I thought I would, I thought I would play, game you better. But what, what, what would you? What level would you say I am?
2: I'd say that you're a 3 okay Ooh. i mean on a good day it seemed like you were you needing a little bit of practice on yeah. your serve was, and then you'd was be the a second, full 3-0
0: it was the second it was the second uh second match of my of my of the, the season and <laughs> i haven't really played since then because it was such a <laughs> i did i did try and go with a friend of the pod um uh andrea a second time but uh we got rained out, so that was a bummer you don't have a bubble I yep. There is a bubble. I just, I don't know. I just haven't been into the physical fitness. I'm getting it back together. Uh, I will be out east playing much more frequently from. That's right. What is it? The week after next or something?
1: Mm-hmm. You're almost out there. Yeah. Who out east? Uh, I guess Rashid.
0: I basically just play almost yeah. it, almost exclusively with Rashid. Yeah. Um, uh, Kelly
2: Taxter and I played a lot this oh, summer. She, she and I are pretty evenly matched. Mm-hmm. I will also say that since Trump has left office, I find myself to be less hard of a hitter. Like it really was my outlet to wow. like whack the ball as hard as that I is could. Very interesting. And I am not as good of a player <laughs> this year. I think maybe just like I'd have less angst. Not um but that was back, that, was my, back, yeah, that was my big outlet. Yeah. That was my big outlet. I um, do
0: I do have four I have four four lessons back to back my first full week in Sag Harbor just to, just to tune up That's so good. I can That's good. I can really play a little bit more tomorrow uh,
2: I have a match or just a game that I've scheduled before my match so by the time I get ready for my match I'm like already been playing for an hour so I feel really warmed up and ready to go mm-hmm. um, but I'm playing with this German woman who owns a tea shop in Woodstock so she seems fun really chill because of the whole tea situation yeah but, but she's German she's fucking <laughs> um,
0: I know that Frederick Kunoff is uh, ah, supposedly an excellent course. tennis wow. player yes. like a very very high of level course. tennis no player that. there are a few other like very high level I mean really um,
2: Franklin uh, Sermons he plays he's oh, a really? tennis he, player is he a really good tennis player I think so well you know LA people which I think of Franklin still kind of like an LA person mm-hmm. even though he's now a Miami person. same difference There are a lot of tennis players in LA and there's that whole, um, Oh my goodness. What's it called? The mad, not mad. Uh, there's a space in Los Angeles that has a tennis court that mm-hmm. overhangs and some amazing modernist house and they have a benefit and all the art world people play Good. in uh, an all-day tennis match. Oh, this match. is so fun. I don't know. About this. And I actually really wanted to do one of those for the art world. I know Bayer Fax has the golf That's tournament. That's a great idea. Why don't we do a tennis tournament? Let's circle tournament
0: back off pod about this.
2: Support yeah. And support our TV Yeah, oh. the, the Nota
1: Bene uh, Art World the, Tennis the, Tournament. Yeah. Josh can
0: do it, we can do it, right?
2: You know, uh, I'm a real big we'll joiner, do joiner and planner, so I'll make it happen right. um and i also, also just want to
0: give a shout out to erica samuels who's also kicked my ass on the tennis court a number of times who's nice. a high level wow. hard advisor <laughs> nice. i don't want her to feel left she out seems from like the, somebody the that would kicking. be a very good
2: tennis player <laughs> She's very
0: yeah. very good really it was uh it was humbling who to would say the who least. would win me or erica Erica, I think, but oh, okay. she actually she was so good, she's like, let's not let's not hit, let's just play this game. Let's <laughs> we, we score points. I was Jesus. like, ouch. <laughs> really going easy on me. She's that like, Why don't you why don't I call bad. one of my daughters? They can come and hit with you. Um <laughs>
2: That's always the worst words. Let's just hit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's get into it. We want yeah. to have you on outside of your vast upstate tennis knowledge, uh, mm-hmm. and city knowledge. Um, you know, you've uh, you've kind of done a number of things in our role, but for the past how long have you been at Artadia? I should read the full bio. with the executive director uh, of Artadia, which was founded in 1999 by collector and businessman Chris Vroom, uh, originally in San Francisco and then relocated to the East Coast. And it provides direct support of artists, uh, which I thought was interesting because it kind of happened just uh, a few years after the NEA started providing that direct support to artists kind of as a, a, in the shadow of the culture wars. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been culture there?
2: Culture wars. Uh, Mid-July, I will be there nine years. Nice. That's great. It feels like a long time, uh-huh. actually. I think I've seen through two strategic plans, two and a half. So that feels like you know, you've know you really seen the life cycle of an organization get to the next level. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, we've been around for 23 years. Our mission is to support artists, but really to do it in a way with an acknowledgement of the market. Um, we are supporting artists in specific U.S. cities. So the city-based model allows us to find a a base of support in each community. So it makes it really a community-driven exercise and not Mm -hmm. just a way for philanthropists to provide funds directly to artists. It's a way for us to actually cultivate a community around artists and support them not just with financial support, um, but in a much broader, broader programmatic way as well. Um, and we've given grants to a lot of artists, over 350 at this point, uh, artists that have gone on to great heights, artists that have found success on their own terms in their own cities. Uh, we give unrestricted funds, which is really key. I don't Amazing. know if that's a term that everybody knows. What, but, what does it mean? So it means that an artist can do whatever they want with the money. Uh, a lot of grants are, are given through a, for a specific project, and sometimes that can be quite limiting. It's It kind of has a conversation around, like, we want to acknowledge just one part of of what you're doing and one idea that you have. But what we're doing is just acknowledging that visual artists and individuals have a very important role in our society. So we're acknowledging the human, not just the work that they make. And
0: in addition to the working they can use it to, to pay their rent or to get groceries that month or w- exactly. whatever it is.
2: You know, my favorite story that I've ever heard as an artist said that they used it to get divorced. And hmm. that was the obstacle that was in their way that allowed them to like live and be an artist. And yeah. so that's what they needed to spend the money on that <laughs> month. You know? I would say a lot of it is for, you know, student debt, a lot of um, you know, production funds, but it couldn't whatever what's the, artist the,
0: needs. what's the average size of a Artadia grant
2: so most of them are $10,000 and Amazing. it's enough to say you know we again like acknowledge your practice your voice what you're doing matters but it's also singling out an artist amongst their peers which has like untold benefits for an artist's self-esteem and just their feeling about what their whole career arc will be and um, it's a
0: it's a two-tier process right so p- anyone can apply Right? Anyone can Absolutely, apply I don't can apply from from your targeted series or c- cities or geographic locations, correct. And then what happens? Someone goes on, does, you know, fills out the application. I assume sends in some JPEGs.
2: Yeah, it's how does a it work from there
0: on the back end from the from the organization yeah, side? Yeah,
2: great question. So it's a simple application. It's also really unique about our process is that again it's open to anyone within a specific city. Um, it's really about creating creating a pathway and access to this economy, which we're all lucky to be a part of, and then a lot of artists are outside of. Um, And we uh, have a group of jurors in each city, each cycle, that review all the applications. Um, The applications, again, are free. They're really simple. They don't really involve very much except for just your work, eight images. Um, And then we um, have five, or sorry, six finalists per city, and then we choose three awardees. Um, Those awardees are chosen from the finalists through a series of studio visits.
0: So people actually, you actually go in and see the work in in situ, and meet them face-to-face. And and now it's
2: virtual, via Zoom, because for obvious reasons, Um, but it might actually will continue to be virtual. We're, We're playing with that idea. Uh, It allows us to bring a lot more people together by, you know, having somebody not have to get on a plane in order to to meet an artist. It's
0: better for the environment. And I'm sure it also means you can put more of your resources towards grants and less towards... traveling around.
2: Exactly. I travel a ton, so I'm really happy Though to have Though I do had really like seeing
0: work in person and, Me and meeting the person, you know? I mean, I don't yeah. know. I'm a, I'm a romantic and old-fashioned in that way, but the, the times, they are a-changing.
2: But it's also about making sure that, you know, you guys are in New York. If you're really interested in learning about artists in Atlanta or Houston or Chicago, you don't, you can't always get on a plane. Oh, you awesome. don't have access to the studio visits, so we're also bringing all these different cities together, and it's much more possible through a virtual, experience. Like exchange
0: um so you know i think it's interesting i mean a number of cases direct support obviously but also so it's in new york and los Angeles, which i think of as the two kind of art world hubs of america maybe chicago's kind of part of that conversation but you're in a number of other cities that obviously have great museums and great cultural uh scenes but i don't see as as things but i think that's great that you're going out of places like houston uh Absolutely. miami saint where else
2: uh, we're not in Miami, although we do oh. give a grant at NADA sometimes. Right. Or yes. we will this year.
0: Oopsie doopsie. Uh, Atlanta and Boston is what I meant to say. Yeah, oh my in San Francisco. Francisco. <laughs>
2: and we were founded in the Bay Area. I'm so just like, always
0: shitting on Boston. I can't help it.
2: <laughs> a Boston's common, a tricky one. We actually common theme had on this
0: podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, people attack me in the streets for what I've said about Boston on this podcast.
2: <laughs> well, maybe we shouldn't go there. Let's talk <laughs> okay. about Houston. Let's talk about San Francisco.
0: To my broader point, I mean, I think it's really interesting that you're providing support in these other cities. How do you How have you chosen them in the past, and will you consider expanding the cities you focus on going forward?
2: Great question. So uh, Artadia was founded in San Francisco. That's where our founder, Chris Broom was living at the time, and he was collecting artwork from artists in the Bay Area and felt like he could see how much more support they needed. Um, He then had a group of people in Chicago that helped make sure that that happened there. Houston was a group of supporters. It started really with the community wanting us to come there. Um, I actually brought Artadia to New York and LA because if we were going to be a truly national organization and if we wanted to put the artists in these other quote-unquote cities on the same plane as as the rest of the country and as an international conversation we needed to include New York and LA and then surprisingly Los Angeles has maybe the largest population of artists in the country oh yeah And there is the least amount of support for individuals there. So there's also a tremendous need that we were trying to meet also. Um, But yeah, you know, I think about expanding. We want to keep our core cities as our core cities so that those artists can rely on us year after year. But it's also about thinking, um, you know, where else are artists living and enjoying their existence? It doesn't have to always be a market center. Uh, it's been really eye-opening for me. I grew up in L.A. and I've lived in New York for 24 years. So I've really been an L.A., New York person most of my existence. And it's been really cool to broaden my understanding of what it means to be an artist in America or anywhere outside of a market center. Um, we have a partnership with the 21C Hotel Group. Have you guys ever stayed in one I, of those I
1: hotels? have. I love 21C.
2: They're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we are going to give grants in one of their cities every year. Yeah. So this year's Louisville, which I'm really excited about. I've never been there, but I hopefully we'll be going very soon. Very and that cool. I have some people for you down there. I get oh, some in,
0: in the food world. Um, oh,
1: great. I, yeah. I've never been to Louisville either. I was supposed to go last year for a certain uh, a pony pony race. Oh, but awesome. it, it was canceled, obviously. Well, maybe um, we'll do
2: an Artadia trip, and you guys oh, will have to so live podcast from there. I'll
1: just like hang out to the Speed Museum. I've never, never been to. I've never and, been like, to the Speed
2: Museum. Ooh, it's, I speed. Know. it's supposed to be a great city. I'm I on a Taylor show there. right now. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be just really incredible. Uh, we are and mostly and a coastal
0: elite podcast, but it would be nice to, to check in, see, what, see what's happening in other zones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Louisville is a, is a elite town. Come on,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, one weekend a year for sure. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: <laughs> so, uh, so I could see it. Um, what's the, what's the city after Louisville? Is it? It's not Durham. Is it Durham?
2: We're thinking Kansas City. Oh, uh, okay. And then I think Durham's going to be three or four cities from now. We also want to go to Oklahoma City, right? Um, but the- yeah, we're we're kind of just keeping it open enough, and that's how Artadia rolls in general. Is that we have this structure that's very dependable. And, um, we also want to be nimble enough so that we can be responsive to artists changing needs and what's happening in the world. And case in point COVID, there was a lot of pivoting that happened in the last year and
0: a half. uh, Speaking of that, obviously it's something I wanted to get into. So, uh, outside of this usual granting process that you guys do, which helps artists in their normal, all of a sudden, uh, the world shuts down uh, yeah. and that hits artists especially hard, especially a lot of them had were people that might have made a lot of their, their money uh, not from art, but maybe from service industry jobs or whatnot, uh, teaching and schools are shut down. So you guys, uh, uh, tell me, Walk me through what happened in March, April of last year as you guys see this amazing need emerge and kind of what, what you guys were able to, to bring together with yourselves and some other partner organizations.
2: Yes, I will um, speak a little bit about what Artadia did and then also what we did with Artist Relief, which is a whole nother conversation. Um, but as as you guys know, the artists that we give grants to at Artadia are artists that have a you know particular skill. Um, they might even have some market clout, gallery representation. So these are artists that I hope that some of your listeners will get to look at the list and and buy work from them and get to know them Absolutely. Um, and so we're we're really amazed to see that the pandemic hit every single artist there were artists that have, were really successful but all of a sudden all of their income was gone overnight um, visual artists of course have a little bit of a leg up because as you guys know there was maybe like a new platform a week that somebody invented that was like hey I'm going to be the answer for how artists can sell their work online so what we tried to think about was like how is this affecting the humanitarian crisis that is essentially what's happening Happening to artists, um, So Artadia made sure that we gave uninterrupted grant cycles or had uninterrupted, uninterrupted grant cycles and also gave financial stipends to all of our awardees that wanted them um, also as mutual aid for their communities. So that was one thing that we did at Artadia. And then one thing that we did that we're very proud of is that Artadia was one of seven organizations that came together to form something called Artist Relief. And that was founded, um, I believe the Saturday after the pandemics started. So that was like, maybe we think March 14th. I got on a phone call with Dina Hagag and Susie Del Valle, who are incredible arts administrators, um, who, re- who ran Creative Capital and United States Artists. Um, and then we included four other organizations, and we decided to create an emergency fund, a national emergency fund, which is kind of crazy. Nobody ever thinks about national in scope because it's logistically a nightmare. But we figured that if we were seven orgs working together... In a true collaborative effort, non-hierarchical, no BS, let's just get to work, bring all of our resources to the table, um, we could create some sort of relief for artists. So um, we're actually about to um, close tomorrow, our very last round. So Artist Relief is sunsetting this month. Um, which is breaking news. But also. <laughs> yeah, I heard it here first. But that's <laughs> uh, kinda cool. You guys it existed first. for
0: over a year and, and do you know how much in total were you guys able to give away?
2: So we raised twenty five million and that's exactly how much we gave away. What? Yes.
0: But that insane. is real that's money. Wild. It's real
2: money. So in the first Damn. ten days we raised ten million. So we were realizing <laughs> that it was about a million dollars a day that we were raising. Let's go,
1: let's go. And you
2: know, Artadia is a fantastic organization, but we're relatively small compared to some of our partner organizations and artist relief. But also in terms of that, like, you know, I, I like to fundraise. I really do find a lot of joy in creating these partnerships that like are mutually beneficial. But I had never really had conversations at that level. And it was so incredible to see all these funders step up. It was a lot of them were foundations, big foundations like the Mellon Foundation and Ford, et cetera, people that you guys all know. Mm -hmm. But also a lot of artist endowed foundations, family foundations. People were kind of like, hey, this is that rainy day. So mm-hmm. like let's let's. I mean, you're making me almost a clap. That's
0: incredible. Twenty five million dollars of support that went to Thanks artists. That's, yeah,
2: that's really really love it. But I will also say that we had hundreds and thousands of applications, and we ultimately gave around forty five hundred grants. Um, so it's, it's still just a drop in the bucket. And we had to ask ourselves very early on, we know we won't do enough. We will, we won't be able to help everyone. Is it was still worth it for us to do this? And we were like, of course. And we knew we were going to make mistakes. We knew that it wasn't going to be a perfect system. There's no such thing as a perfect system. So we just kind of came in as true partners to decide like, Hey, if we can do this all together, like, let's just go for it. And it was truly wonderful. But also to say that, like, We kind of stopped patting ourselves on the backs a while ago. It felt really good, but... You know there is this huge problem still with artists, and where everyone's in recovery mode. I mean, we're all so happy, we're out and about. You know, people aren't wearing masks, and people feel really safe, and the numbers have gone down. No one's dying anymore, at least from COVID. So all of that, so wonderful. But at the same time, like artists are still like in dire, dire straits. So I don't know. I, I kind of go back and forth between being really proud and then also being overwhelmed by the deed.
0: I mean, I think Not to, I be, think, da- you not to know, be a little dour. The, <laughs> well, the thing that makes you... yeah, oh, yes. this is not a dour podcast, but I mean, I think the. Main <laughs> (laughs) makes you intelligence. you can feel both things you can feel proud of yourself and realize that there's so much more work to do I think it's an interesting model and that it was really you know a rapid response to a crisis you know really a humanitarian uh, crisis that happened you guys were able to pop up this structure and existed for only whatever it was 14-15 months and then it'll sunset and you know you know you didn't hold on to anything else and you gave away all the money you did, There was no additional administrative costs because you guys already had your the administrative kind of set up there and you just piggybacked. I think that's a really interesting model for crises totally. that may come in the future. Um, and uh,
2: exactly, that's what we hope, is that like if there is ever a crisis again, and of course there will be, but we can just open up the structure and start again, and it was with ten different disciplines. I don't know if I named that, um, and we also really made sure that we were thinking about populations that were, um, you know, particularly vulnerable in the past, you know, year and a half, um, and in general in our society. So I think we did a, a really wonderful thing, and I'm very proud to have done that. But mostly, I think this moment has been about, like, for the first time, at least in my experience, fundraising for individual artists. Is that people got it. People understood, like, you know, it's not just about this great object that I get to buy and then I get to sell and then I get to covet or talk about or have a discourse around. It's really, like, individuals that are... That are what makes the art world interesting and what makes the art world possible. And people kind of finally understood okay, I need to support them. Yeah,
0: I mean, even in, you know, and this is, you know, this is stabbing myself in the back a little bit, but even in traditional arts philanthropy, mostly institution or project based philanthropy, there's a little bit of a self serving thing when people give money. Uh, yeah. It's not just, I mean, beyond just ego, it's to get access or to, you know, or, or to get closer to an artist or a dealer or an institution for gain of their own. It seems like this, you know, and, that is what it is and uh, it drives a lot of giving and some of that giving is used for good. But I mean, this is something that feels like it was almost totally selfless uh, and very much divergent from that kind of, you know, kind of type of type of giving and family foundation stuff. I think
2: people still want credit and that's okay. You know, you still want to be named sometimes as a supporter and as a partner in this work, but I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Credit
0: is one thing, but I mean, even beyond that, I mean, you're really getting direct, sometimes even economic, um, Mm -hmm. incentives in the access to access to artwork that is worth more the minute you buy it. uh, when you give money yeah. um, but it is what it is I mean I'm, I I engage in some of that myself so I don't yeah. want to but um,
2: institutional philanthropy the makeup of it boards that's a whole other podcast yeah oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, I have too much to say that's for, <laughs> that's for much more serious
0: people than ourselves <laughs> um, you know you, you brought up the serious side of me Caroline with all these good works want to talk about tennis again no no but I do want to back up just because we you know we, we've had people from different uh, corners of the world but no one from the not-for-profit world as of yet how did you get into this I mean did you I mean I did you grow up in an art supporting family? Like were your parents artists or collectors or what was your growing yeah, my up situation? Family, my could-
2: parents are not in the art world, but they're certainly appreciative of creativity. Um, I again, grew up in they're Los not Angeles. They're monsters. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they're, they're nice, cool people. Um, and uh, you know, both in other lines of business and yeah, grew up in Los Angeles Moved to New York for, I went to NYU undergrad and just wanted to be in New York, like, as soon as I possibly could be here. Um, Studied art history. And I think just, like, you know, kind of got into the mix um, just by living in New York. I mean, I've always enjoyed Mm -hmm. going to museums, but I worked at the Whitney as my very first job out Mm -hmm. of school um, in the publications and new media department. And this is back when there were two people that worked on the website.
1: Wow. And
2: then they were furloughed. Or laid off, actually. So there was no website department. Can you imagine? This is like okay. 2001. That's crazy. Um, and yeah, and then I uh, was lucky. I went to school with Nate Loman, although we we're not really close. We we're just like high acquaintances. He's a lovely person. He, like, I don't know, I ran up to him in a party. He was curating a show at Nicole Clagsborne Gallery. And then he said, you know, you should work with Nicole. I feel like huh. you guys would be a good match. And so I switched over from the Whitney to working at galleries and then worked, as you guys know, at a few different galleries. I'm not going to give you my whole resume, but my whole point <laughs> no, no, is No, we don't the want the whole <laughs> CV. So you <laughs> yeah. used this from school
0: to museum and then yeah, a for-profit gallery, Exactly, hours. exactly. And then how did Artadia find you or how did you find Artadia?
2: You know, I think the through line has always been about artists. You know, even when I worked at David's Werner, I was in charge of production, which was the coolest job ever. Wow. Um, I got to do really amazing wacko things and help artists realize their incredible ideas but Such also great job. with David's incredible insight and ear and ability to sort of budget so it was kind of it was a, the best job that you could have at a gallery I think mm. um, so I did that and you know it's always been this through line of just helping artists and wanting to make sure that that's who I was able to, to contribute to and towards um, I again not to get so grim but I was in a really bad car accident I think some of you guys know that mm-hmm. and then um, had a pause. We closed Taxter and Spengaman. I was a partner there. That a lot of people don't know that, but I was a partner in the past <laughs> year and a half. Um, and just was like, wait a second. This is the first time in my life I haven't had a job. And like, really gave myself like a moment to say, do I go work at yet another mega gallery or like, what am I gonna do? And I was like, actually, what I really want to do is be more involved with philanthropy and grant making and like direct support for artists. And um, Marilyn Minter actually introduced me to Artadia. She's on the board and is a friend and. I'm very lucky and very thankful and love being a part of this conversation. Was that really boring? No, that was not. No, (laughs) that's amazing. Mm -hmm. What'd you do?
0: I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't bored. I was just confused by the technology for a minute. No, so because because I was so enraptured because I'd forgotten a lot of those elements which I knew, but I forgot about the different steps it along really the way. It is really
2: boring to just tell, tell everybody <laughs> my CV, though. Well, no, no, but it's... <laughs> and it's, it's do you it, want me to tell more interesting stories? No, it's just it's.
0: Uh, I mean, you know, so want, so I mean, few are fit for they publication. Know, like, <laughs> college stories. <laughs> well, I was gonna say more like the Werner. Like I got to
2: work with Adele of Desmed. Do you guys remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like all those crazy videos and stuff. Right. Like I I helped make all that stuff. There was wow. a lot of visits with Jose Noy Soro and Ceramic Cerro, and mm-hmm. and doing a lot of cool stuff we love Jose he's the best
0: um if you weren't working in the art not-for-profit or even in the art industry what would you want to do with your life
2: oh I don't know I, that is a really good question. If you just quit
0: it all tomorrow, like enough of this art world, like even, even in my not for profit thing, it's, it's garbage. This is what I want to do this is how I want, what I want to dedicate my life to.
2: I actually like, really like what I do. I would Same. say if anything, um, Same. Yeah. you know, I, this is also a very boring answer, <laughs> but, um, I've been so perplexed about how shitty healthcare is. Mm-hmm. and I just would like love to be able to be a part of trying to fix that a little bit oh um, god help you I told you <laughs> really boring thank god for the art world because that's my number <laughs> one
0: thank god, thank, thank god the art world has you I know. you're so boring anyone that oh would want to work on that but will work <laughs> on this instead like we need you
2: that or just like flowers like maybe I'd be like a flower farmer how about that I mean I just that's want great. I just want to be
0: a full time collector speaking of, of, of that, that's you know, was really boring a, to me a, a
2: very wonderful wonderful art dealer in the time in between Taxer and Spangerman and Art as I said, I had had a job since I was 14 and just really love working and really like that as a stable part of my life. Mm. Um, and having like a salary and not just like being freelance, I like really need like a job in order to be centered and focused. Um, and, and one really wonderful dealer friend of mine said, why don't you just become an art collector? It actually yeah. like takes a lot of energy and time. And I was like, mm. um, there's, there's <laughs> one really one thing huge missing element to that. So unfortunately, just not, not possible for me yet. I guess, yeah, or I mean, millions of things I do try to collect art, I do try to buy some things here and there.
0: Well, yeah, I read a, quote, a great quote from you. It's not just you, you buy art, not because you like being surrounded by great things or beautiful things that are intellectually or visually stimulating, but for you, that's also a way of directly supporting artists, much oh, in the yeah. way that Art does. Oh, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. When I was selling art at galleries, That was always my line and i tried to say that as sincerely as possible because it was sincere like you i know this through artadia when you are buying a work from an artist that is at a specific level like you really are helping them make ends meet that month and you also are just giving them that satisfaction and validation like hey what you're doing matters enough for me that i'm going to spend my money on it and put it up in my home like that's game-changing for a lot of artists depending on where they are in their career so
0: well, I think that sort of segues uh, really nicely into a recent side project that yes. you've started. Damn. Do you want to tell us about your gallery?
2: Yeah, sure. So um, <laughs> as I've been upstate, really close to where you live, Nate, uh-huh. um, I live in West Saugerties, which is mm. like in between Woodstock and Saugerties um, and just north of Kingston. I um, you know I can't really like do nothing like it's not just in my nature mm-hmm. so I was like why well, I'm up here why don't I just do this side project I have some friends that have a neon fabrication studio called light bright neon so if you ever need neon fabrication, they're your guys always need neon. Um, and they have a giant warehouse production foundry in midtown Kingston which is right around the corner from lunch nightly on down shout out lunch nightly Yay, Lunch (laughs) night. There's also, of (laughs) course, Village Coffee, but we won't go there too, and now Village Market. Mm -hmm. Um, Love those places too. Yeah, they're great too. Uh, So yeah, I just um, took on this lease that's just going to be for about six or so months, maybe a little bit longer. So cool. Um, It's a teeny tiny space. It's 500 square feet. I'm working with a friend, Anna Gray, who I met at David's Werner. She's an art historian and just like awesome Woodstock woman who had lived there most of her life and just moved back there with her family. And then we realized that you know, obviously, I have a very full-time job. So does Anna. She works with Artists Estates. And we needed, like, a, a cool counterpart to kind of give us some structure. So that person is Franklin Parrish, uh, who has, I don't know, three other galleries, which is kind of insane. <laughs> um, but Franklin lives upstate. And he's just got this um, great attitude about life right now, but in general that just like life is short, you just gotta go for it. And so he was like, if two wonderful ladies call you up and say, Do you wanna do a gallery for a little while? You say yes. So anyway, it's been really fun. Um, and we have our first show up right now. It's called Airfields. And as I said, it's in Midtown Kingston, and we're gonna do maybe six or eight shows. There's some bigger names like Arlene Shecket and Dyke Blair, and some younger artists that are um new on the scene, which is really exciting to me. It's kind of like a, a nice extension of just giving mm-hmm. artists their first opportunity, um, and that will be kind of midsummer, and then we have some thematic shows about impermanence and the occult. And Where does the of name of the
0: gallery I... come from, Airfield?
2: Great question. So Anna, being the art historian, um, thought about Smithson and his, you know, it's not directly derived from him, but more inspired by him, but just this idea that, you know, there are all these different planes in which you can think of as a gallery, non-gallery, non-site type of experience of art Um, that said our gallery is really just a a room but -hmm. it used to be a coffee shop (laughs) Um, but it's cool it just it's fun I you know I think um, again really privileged and lucky to have been upstate this time and be really close to nature and I just was like I think this could be a cool thing to contribute to the community and be part totally. of the conversation up there. And we're trying to show as many local artists as possible. And by local, <laughs> I mean like literally, like upstate. anywhere upstate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think,
0: I think you know, uh, you know, on Franklin's idea of you know, any you know, just saying yes. I think especially coming out of this like really bizarre, weird time, where we've all been stuck inside and like yeah. don't know what we're gonna do, what the world is gonna hold, like. Just, you know, YOLO. Like, just go for it. Absolute. Just about every aspect of life. Yeah. Like, you only live once. Yeah, you know. like, don't, play don't,
2: in the singles tournament when you know you're going to get creamed, <laughs> you don't, know? Don't know
0: when the next global <laughs> pandemic is going to happen that shuts everything down, so right. you might as well get as much done while you can.
1: And I'll, I just want to ask about, like, this... the gallery scene upstate. I, I've been trying to get a, a sense of it and it seems like there's, there's so many right, artists who live up there, have their studios up there, there's so many dealers and people who have second houses up there, weekend houses, or just live up there. Um, the gallery scene seems pretty like diffuse, I guess. Like, there's... there's I mean, they're, they're just in a lot of different cities. Obviously, all these cities are close to each other. Um, but I know that, that at the end of the summer, there's something called Upstate Art Weekend yes. uh, that Which I think is, is going mentioned. to... Re- like it's And it's the second...
2: Upstate art weekend? It's the second upstate art weekend and yeah. it's the third week of August. Mm-hmm. Third weekend of August. Yeah. Helen Tumor, amazing. Helen um, yeah. um she has done a really good job of saying, like, okay, these are the interesting spaces. Mm-hmm. You know, upstate's interesting obviously it's not the Hamptons and it's not Palm Beach it's not necessarily like an art destination right now and I think that's very purposeful right um that said it is where all of the artists are like there are not that many artists in the Hamptons unless you are like doing very 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 well right um and uh yeah you know I think again like the Hamptons is really exciting but I find that a little like dry sometimes Mm -hmm. in terms of the scene and I think upstate you might find a space like in someone's barn. You how might find how dare
0: you? How dare you? Okay. It is very humid and nice and lush. It's not at all dry.
2: <laughs>
0: I think she meant the tone.
1: <laughs> um, oh,
2: <laughs> you know, the, you know, there's always some sort of like full moon gathering or you mm-hmm. know early morning situation going on. And yeah, and it's I love pretty, that. It's pretty fun up there, but also, um, yeah, I think it's just general vibes. Um, mm-hmm. I think artists also feel very free to create like at their own terms and at their own pace upstate. And so that's really exciting. So when you do a studio yeah. visit up there, you're like, what? I can't believe this is how you live and what you've built and mm-hmm. it's like these compounds and they're so interesting and really connected to nature. Yeah. And so, yeah, in terms of the art scene, I mean, I just saw, I finally saw Helen Moles- Molesworth's show at um, Jack Shaman at yeah, the school. Yeah, I still to see that. It's uh, awesome. I'm sure it's really great. It's yeah. really good. There are three so- RTD awardees in it. So shout out to those three, <laughs> Dedrick Brackens, Colleen Smith, EJ Hill. Shout out to all three. Uh, no, the show looks amazing.
0: Yeah. off message it's at all, no <laughs> matter how much I try.
1: It's a little bit far from from us, uh, the school. I wanted to, yeah, yeah, but it's not that. I mean, it's not that everything's far. Everything's
2: a country mile, it's yeah, what I exactly. always say. Right, it's like, right. oh, that's an hour, sure, yeah, yeah. I'll well, come over.
1: We drove an hour to get a drink with Casey yeah, I mean, the other day. Like, like, you know, so it's like that's the upstate thing. Like, I you know, know. know,
0: Hamptons, everything's just trafficy, but like everyone's twenty minutes away with no traffic. But up there, it's like, oh yeah, come over. But nobody's gonna like go to Montauk
2: if you're in Southampton. I mean, you just don't do that
0: well yeah of course not i'm not 27 <laughs>
2: <laughs> but i just mean at least like upstate you if someone says like hey i'm having a party in hillsdale and you live in woodstock like you might actually like make a day totally. of it yeah, and yeah. then stop at fortunes and get some ice cream mm-hmm. you know
1: it's, and, and yeah it's perfectly acceptable it's like because even yeah, you have to go out to dinner and then drive home like for an hour afterward you know yeah. everyone does that yeah um i've i've heard some some rumors about some new galleries opening upstate oh uh, and I wanted to know if you. I, I heard there was like a cluster in Germantown and a cluster in Claverack. I don't know. Have you heard anything about
2: this? I've definitely heard those rumors. You have? And I've heard facts about those rumors you've
1: heard facts uh, do you want it to reveal all
0: Well, right? i'll
2: just say that i know that of course germantown has the wonderful alexander gray gallery yes. and i think he's really kind of put Germantown on the map in the sense of making it an art destination it's such a cute town has gaskin's restaurant etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. and i know that um and you went to object and sing this week and mm-hmm. there was a conversation about mendes wood and blumenpoe but i don't know if they're going to want me to break that news i mean have you already broken that news uh, <laughs> no. If
0: anyone's still listening, you heard it here first.
2: <laughs>
0: All right, I think and that's then, a good yeah, yeah. And
2: then I will say that there is a conglomerate of potentially other gallerists. That well, you know,
0: Nada tried to do a fair upstate. They like are doing, that, like a, half doing a, a fair. They're they doing do a fair it?
2: at the Free Hand. That, what, no, it called? Free Oh, uh, Forland, 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 Forland. Yeah. yeah,
1: in in Catskill. In yes, Catskill. It, it's actually a really really cool space. It's like an uh, old. I think, like, 150-year-old, like... Yeah, and that's going to be during Upstate Art Weekend. But what I was
2: going to say is there's a bunch of other galleries, I think... Talking about making a storage space mm. that will also potentially have some programming aspect to it, and I'm not going to name what those galleries are and let them t- figure it out. Yeah, and- I'll look
0: forward to you guys all going to that and reporting back to me via text, as yeah. I said at, at Le <laughs> and having lunch. You'll Ooh. be
1: back there. You'll <laughs> be <B-B-K>. back there. <laughs> Yo, there's there's like ten restaurants, and uh, I'll say that are better than Le B-B-K.
0: I I mean that's a low bar, but I'm certain that, I'm certain <laughs> that it's true. Um. Uh. Anyway. I think that's it from us. This is yeah. so much fun. So, you so are, much fun. Carolyn, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like there's way more gossip I wanted to talk
2: well, about. Well, what do then. you
0: have? I mean, tell it to yeah, us. Go.
2: I mean, I more like want to talk about, like, you guys aren't seem to be as interested. You're like, like the kind of gallery dealer, that kind of gossip. Yeah, but, yeah. but, like, who's going to run SF MoMA?
1: You know what? That's a great question.
2: And like, who's going to run Mass Mocha? I just feel like there's all these huge jobs that are open right now. And it'll you be know, just learned about who's running the kitchen. That felt mm-hmm. like a really yeah. exciting, like new generation, Legacy new, Russell, new shout, conversation, shout you know, and s- certainly Kelly running the parish. Like, I just feel mm-hmm. like that's really cool to see this like switch over that it's happened in terms of, again, like next generation arts yeah. leaders.
1: I think that, yeah, more than, than usual, there was a lot of turnover in the last 15 months for, I guess, obvious reasons. Yes. Um... And I think that we'll just have to find out one by one. I can do some reporting. I haven't heard any rumors about SF MoMA or Mass Mocha. Um, but Maybe I I'm
2: just looking. institutionally minded, and that's what I think about. I, but I mean,
1: I am too. I would love to hear any gossip. I mean, you know, I as gonna a former museum places.
0: curator, I'm always a little bit interested. But I also oh, wonder yeah, very interested. if, you know, if in total the best minds of our generation have maybe already moved to the for-profit sector.
1: Yeah. But, like, running SF MoMA is a huge fucking deal. That's a world-class museum. You yeah, know? it's a very big deal. It's yeah. a
0: second-tier museum, but sure.
1: It's—I don't know if that's—that's that's true, man. The museum fucks, dude. It's awesome.
0: I mean, I've been through the collection online. There's some things. I was there a few years ago. It's fucking awesome. Isn't it's,
2: it the largest space in America? It has huge. It's used to, yeah. yeah, it has like huge square footage. Yeah, contemporary art museum.
0: But yeah, yeah, when was the last time you like had to jet to San Francisco to see a show they were doing? I'll I mean, wait. <laughs>
2: But that used to be true. Like, so many institutions go through different life cycles. You know, like remember when I mean, it was.
1: that's like, true. That's true. I just you Krebs know. is taking the old Gagosian space.
0: I did not know that. Is that is that news I, you've reported, I reported already? i reported that. Yeah. <sighs> I, you know, I don't, have a, I don't have a login, bro. How am I supposed to know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I actually purchased.
0: I mean, the mass- hey, look at that! W- wow. Look at that. Can wow. I borrow? Can I borrow your I, login, <laughs> Caroline? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, you can have my login, but I just have one request. What? I get a hat.
1: Yes, I'll give you a hat. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Oh, one of my hats or one of Nate's hats? I sent you a hat, didn't <laughs> no, I? No,
2: you did not. I want, one of, okay. you, you want both. You will of get your hats. a
1: curatorial service hat and we get a curatorial hat service
0: and hat today.
2: And, and you know what? That's gonna be so awesome. We're gonna have our tennis teams. We're gonna have our two <sighs> yeah, different hats. Fuck yeah, fuck
0: it. I and can't wait for this tennis tournament. Oh it's and, gonna be God. great. I'm
1: gonna, and it's gonna be whether you services. I'm gonna start training. Are you gonna
0: give up smokes? No. <laughs> are we still like recording? Yeah, of course. The mic never goes off.
2: <laughs>
0: I think our levels are okay. All I'm cougar. gonna drink
2: out of my Rob Pruitt glasses.
0: Uh, all right, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that is it, though. That is
1: it, Carolyn. You're the greatest. Yeah, Thank thanks. So thanks you're an inspiration on. for oh us God. all. Thanks so much for everything you do for what, the world. to kill me?
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> tune, out ne- tune in next time to find out. <laughs> Until then, that's it from us. Adios, bye, everyone. Bye.